Welcome to the Vertical Software Podcast. I'm your host, Sudan Siva, the head of corporate development of Vogue Software Group, where we buy and hold vertical market software companies across the world. In this podcast, we'll introduce you to owners and operators who run a vertical software business, talk about their story, how they view the market, and the trends that they see. Stay tuned for our next guest on the Vertical Software Podcast. All right. Hey, everyone. I'm really excited to have one of our very own portfolio managers, Magnus Sandberg. So Magnus is the portfolio manager who focuses on smart manufacturing software. He currently runs ShopLogix just outside of our headquarters, based out of Oakville, Ontario. And he's one of the few people who've both experienced the operations and the M&A side at Constellation Software. And so I'm very excited to have him on today and have him share his story. So welcome, Magnus. Thank you. Let's start with the basics. Tell me more about your story. How did you, you know, get into this role and, and you know, get into the world of smart manufacturing software? I'm sure it's not something that you dream about growing up as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I grew up in Sweden and started my career in management consulting, uh, first in Sweden and then transferred to Australia. After that, I worked for Autoliv. Uh, which is one of the most prominent companies in Sweden at the time and, and still is. The company manufactured seatbelts, airbags, safety te- technologies. They had about 50% of the global market share, worked for their head office, essentially traveled the world with them. And that experience has is serving me very well now in the role that I'm in. After Autolive, I started working with Constellation um, at the time, which was before the IPO. It was a very early stage of what has become a huge Canadian success story. And I'm sure we're gonna talk about that later. I left for a few years to run an impact investment and innovation firm and came back to Constellation 2017 to build and run what we call, as you mentioned, the smart manufacturing portfolio of companies. And ShopLogix is uh, one of the companies in the portfolio, which I'm currently the CEO of as well. Throughout my career, I've lived and worked in about five countries around the world. And if I were to step back and see what shaped me the most of who I am today, it's that that experience of, of living in five different countries for sure. Awesome. I think there's obviously a lot to dig into here. And I want to start from the very beginning. What was it like to transition from a manufacturing company like Autolive to, you know, at at the time, what was a a very young, uh, you know, burgeoning growing company called Constellation Software? Um, Yeah, it's interesting. In many ways, Autolive had a very similar business model as Constellation. Autolive was very decentralized where each plant uh, was a business within a business and they had grown through acquisitions and constellation is the same in many ways we've grown through acquisitions and we keep the acquired companies autonomous and we own them for life so similarly similarly both companies had a big focus on best practice sharing in the case of Autolive, we were in the process of transitioning to lean manufacturing and starting our operational excellence journey. 
we had help from one of the key, our key customers at the time, Toyota, who is the pioneer in the field of the manufacturing. So that was a great experience to be part of. Uh, continuous improvement is is uh, a core to lean manufacturing and Constellation is all about testing things, measuring the impact and growing from it. So in many ways, the transition was pretty smooth despite the fact that the companies are in two very different industries. As a side note, I was out of manufacturing for a number of years when I started with Constellation was not related to manufacturing software and same with the investment firm that I, that I ran. But coming back to manufacturing throughout the, through the acquisition of ShopLogix 2017, I remember being quite surprised uh, about how little things have changed over the last 15 years. On the other hand, and back to your question earlier, uh, getting excited about uh, smart manufacturing, on the other hand, manufacturing is one of the last industries to be transformed uh, or even disrupted. And it's now starting to happen. Uh, I think it's a very exciting time to be in manufacturing software right now. Got it. So let's let's go deeper there. I mean, what makes you excited about shop logics? I know there's a lot of noise around, you know, AI, machine learning, IoT. It's also another huge capability that's formed and is a critical part of this space. Tell me more about how shop logics kind of goes across all these areas and, and you know what what gets you excited for the future of shop logics. Yeah, just to kind of step back uh, briefly and uh, talk about ShopLogix. So um, as I mentioned, ShopLogix was acquired 2017 by Constellation. Uh, it's a great company with a very strong team and product. Uh, we've been able to grow the company quite significantly since the acquisition. And we now have uh, team members in 12 countries and customers in 34 countries. Uh, so we sell a product and service uh, or many products and services into all those buzzwords that you just mentioned uh, that would help with uh, you know, the uh, manufacturers to get into uh, the age of digitization and IoT and, and industry 4.0, et cetera. So we call what we're selling uh, a smart factory software platform. And we primarily sell into uh, um, industries like packaging, consumer packaged goods, food and beverage, and automotive. Um, and as I mentioned, it's it's uh, the time is now for manufacturing to uh, to really be transformed or even disrupted. And I love being part of a market uh, where that change is happening. It's it's always fascinating to be part of it at the right time. For sure. I wanted to quickly touch base around some of the work you do outside of Constellation and Shop Logics as well. You've obviously built deep roots in Toronto. You work with the community and I know you volunteer for a number of organizations. Tell me more about some of the work you do there and in, in particular, what does impact investing mean to you? Yeah, so in terms of my roots now in, in Toronto, I've lived in Toronto for the last 15 years. My wife is Canadian, our kids have grown up here. In terms of Mars, uh, Mars is one of Canada's best known um, 
innovation and investment hubs for entrepreneurs. Uh, and I've worked with Mars quite a bit in the past, and I still sit on kind of investment committee uh, and act as a, a advisory um, advisor to one of the uh, venture capital funds. So one of the funds is focused on tech investments in education, healthcare, clean tech, et cetera. All of those sectors are undergoing some form of disruption. Uh, and at the end of the day, what makes me kind of jazzed about it is that the improved outcomes that these startups have will have a direct impact on the quality of our day-to-day -day lives, which is uh, inspiring. This space has gained a lot of momentum in the last few years uh, with many of the largest PE firms setting up, setting up impact funds, uh, which I think is exciting. For sure. And I think, you know, in terms of applying the same investment principles to an area like clean tech or, or, or some of the other impact areas, I think, you know, what a great way to give back uh, to the community overall. I want to circle it back a bit and, and kind of dive deeper into your story with Constellation Software and both stints. You know, you're obviously someone who was exposed to the early days of Constellation Software. What did you learn during your first stint? at Constellation Software from an M&A perspective? Yeah, I learned both M&A and operations uh, at the time for sure. And I learned a tremendous amount uh, when I started with Constellation and I, I grew a lot uh, as well. At the time we had bought and managed about maybe 25 businesses. Um, today we're up to close to 600. So early days in, in kind of that journey. I remember Mark Leonard, our founder and CEO, coming out to each business on a quarterly basis. And what really left an impression on me was how he coached the businesses. He never really told the businesses what to do, but more along the lines of, have you thought about X, um, what are your what are you basing your assumptions on? Um, let me introduce you to someone who's tried something similar, etc. And so it was a very kind of suggestive approach as opposed to directive approach. Uh, and it's all about learning and having people take ownership. And you don't achieve that uh, with telling people what to do. And I've tried to kind of incorporate that in how I work with the companies under my umbrella. For sure. I think having that deep curiosity and first principles mindset is something that I see across many folks within the organization, as well as great owners and founders outside of Constellation as well. In your words, I guess I'm curious to know, you know, why do owners want to work with Constellation software? What makes us unique versus other exit options in the market, whether that's going the private equity route, joining another strategic uh, company, or, or just continuing to grow the company on their own? What, what makes Constellation unique? Yeah, I think uh, the reason why we've been able to buy 600 companies to date is because we're, we're a bit unique in that we fall somewhere in between a private equity owner and a strategic owner. Uh, we own for life, which is very liberating as a management team because you can plan for and make decisions uh, with a strategic uh, mindset and, and long-term perspective. 
Um, so how do you get to become a market segment leader in X number of years? Those are the type of questions and planning you can do when you have that long-term horizon. Uh, and the same goes for people. Uh, we try to grow people over a long period of time. As a comparison, private equity on average, they own their businesses for maybe four to five years, a very tight timeline to generate the targeted returns, given it takes uh, time to first get to know the business and then execute on the plan, the investment thesis, and then try to sell the business. Uh, so this buy and sell cycle is very disruptive to uh, the businesses uh, and its customers and employees. Um, so, and because of the type, tight timelines for private equity, they tend to dictate, dictate way more with a lot of people turnover. If I then look at uh, kind of the other uh, side of the coin, um, we uh, generally keep the businesses as autonomous business units uh, with their own brands and we keep the brands when we buy the companies, et cetera. So if you compare that with a strategic buyer, they usually functionally integrate the business in their corporation, which you know we've seen it so many times. Uh, often that kills the entrepreneurial spirit and focus of the companies that they buy. So to me, Constellation really does a great job uh, in combining kind of the best of, of the parts of private equity and, and strategic ownership. And, and to me, it's the best of both worlds. Um, in addition to that, as I previously mentioned, Constellation is a company that foster a sense of uh, continuous learning and growth. Um, at the end of the day, Constellation is a family of related business-to-business, -business, B2B software companies under the same umbrella. Learning from each other is, is highly encouraged and key. Um, we have, as I mentioned, about 600 companies now under uh, Constellation. Each company uh, will try different things. Each management team will try different things. Some things work, uh, some things don't work. And uh, I think we've created a very open book culture within Constellation where you know, we share everything between the, the operations. And we're, you know, I, you know, given 600 companies, I, think I would say we're uh, experts in B2B software companies. Uh, so I think those are some of the key things that uh, I think make Constellation attractive. Got it. And looking at your personal story, operating a company now at Constellation and operating a portfolio, you know, as someone who came in to take over a company, tell me more about what that process was like. How did you work with the existing management team and customers to ensure a smooth transition? One of the first thing that I typically do is to try to get some feedback from all employees as for the challenges and opportunities that they see. Obviously we do our due diligence and, and we try to quantify the opportunities and the risks that we see. But it's interesting to talk to every employee uh, and get their feedback and ideally in person. And I typically have four questions that I ask each of them. Uh, so the first one, what does a company do really well today? Uh, secondly, what are some things that the company or the department that the person is working in can do better? 
third, thinking big, um, what is needed for the company to get to the next level of performance. And, and lastly, what is needed for you to do your best work? And I find asking those questions uh, of everyone in the company brings out a lot of interesting uh, information. Another area that I try to focus on from day one is to make sure that there's a high level of transparency. Typically, the employees are not aware of the financials of the business and the bigger picture. Um, and I think, uh, to me, that is key to get to the ne next level of, of engagement and focus from the team. Uh, managing by numbers and transparency can be extremely powerful. As for customers, that's obviously another day one activity to uh, touch base with all the key customers and, and to introduce them to Constellation, et cetera. And, and they almost always see us as a great owner for the business once they, uh, uh, they understand that one, we own for life. There will be no more disruptive buy and sell cycles. Um, and two, you know, we're Canada's largest software company, um, which brings stability and uh, we give the software company resources to grow uh, with their customers over time. And, and that is something that usually uh, they really appreciate. For sure. I, I think you, you know, briefly touched on this point, but, you know, to, to kind of go through it a bit more deeper, you know, best practices come up a lot not only within Constellation, but within the industry in general. What have you learned from your peers as you've managed ShopLogix for, for the past few years? I've learned a lot. Um, it's hard to pinpoint one or two things. Just the fact that you have access to community of people often in the same situation as you, and you can use them as a sounding board is, is a big deal. Uh, you can always find one company, one management team among the 600 companies part of Constellation who has tried something very similar to what you're considering. Um, we provide a lot of formal and informal best practice learning opportunities. Uh, when I bring my team members uh, to some of the formal best practice sessions we have, they often have the feedback to me after that they're so surprised how open and candid everyone is with their successes and failures. So it's hard to kind of pinpoint uh, one or one or two things, but it, it is a, a significant part of the culture uh, to be uh, transparent and, and even talk about the failures. It's learning from failures that we all get, uh, uh, that's how we all get better. For sure. Seems like the transparency as well as the focus on continuous improvement are, are core themes when you think about, you know, the journey that you've had, but, you know, the journey that most folks have within Constellation. Switching gears a bit, I want to talk more about the manufacturing space. And obviously, the past several months now um, have been quite disruptive for a lot of businesses today. And, and you know, obviously, manufacturing is no different. In some ways, COVID has, you know, to an extent, accelerated changes that, you know, we probably were aware of, probably didn't really appreciate the size of the change. And I'm curious to get your take on the manufacturing space and understand, you know, what are some of the changes that you've seen today 
or over the past few months that you think will stick for the long term? We uh, actually did a webinar recently with some of ShopLogic's customers on this very topic to get some more details on that. Uh, feel free to kind of go and check out our website and, and that webinar, it's, it's pretty good. So that's a bit of a plug, but uh, high level, as I mentioned, to some extent, manufacturing is a bit behind other industries in digitization. Being on the shop floor and doing uh, what's called Gemba walks um, to look for opportunities has typically been the way of working for many manufacturers. Now with COVID-19, I think uh, manufacturers are starting to look for new ways of working and digitization is a big part of that. Uh, to be able to make informed decisions in real time based on data. Uh, so that uh, obviously is helping companies like uh, ShopLogix in even though the, the times are difficult. So I think that that trend is being accelerated uh, due to COVID. For sure. And, and you know, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out over time uh, as well once you start embedding some of the more innovative buzzwords into more real, tangible you know, benefits and products within our core suite. I want to go you know, a bit deeper into you know, one question that we ask all of our guests, and that's more or less around your leadership. I mean, I'm, I'm curious to learn about this. So um, you know, uh, what skill or, or mindset do you find the most difficult to transfer even within the most talented members of your team? A good Don't question. feel afraid to brag. <laughs> <laughs> what drives me is uh, to always identify what I can do better. Um, whatever, whether that is improving kind of the business or myself. Um, as for myself, to be you know better dad, husband, leader, colleague, sailor, constantly raising the bar is what drives me every day and that's what gets me out of bed in the morning so so that that's really important to me and i really the value the combination of humility and a strong drive always trying to push the envelope uh, and that is hard to transfer um, i'm a big fan of the book good to great by jim collins um, i'm sure you've heard of it it's it's uh a bit old now, but still, uh, I think the principles are really strong. Um, and that has significantly shaped my thinking in the area of leadership. And yeah, uh, I think that 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 will be my, my answer. Awesome. Yeah, no, I think you know, what you're speaking to is really the founders or owners mindset, which, you know, as, as you take on businesses, as you acquire businesses, but also, you know, Really, uh, you know, ha having you know been an early part of Constellation Software, I think that's something that you can definitely appreciate as far as taking the owners and founders' mindset wherever uh, that may come from and, and translating that to the team. And, and I think you know, given our focus on working in small teams and working in a fairly decentralized structure, you know, we obviously believe in maintaining that entrepreneurial spirit. So I think uh, that is for sure a critical part of Constellation software and a core part of the culture. We'll also take a look at the book recommendation and really appreciate, again, Magnus, your time 
on this and, and chatting with us. I think a lot of folks will be able to learn quite a bit around your story at Constellation and running shop logic. So very excited to have future conversations as well on the podcast. So really excited to have you on and, and look forward to more conversations. Wonderful. Thank you very much. I, I enjoy this. So thank you. You've been listening to the Vertical Software Podcast. Make sure to rate and subscribe our show to stay up to date on future episodes of the Vertical Software Podcast. Thanks again and talk to you next week.